Welcome to From Caving In to Crushing It, the podcast for those who find themselves immersed in adversity and choose to write their story instead of having others write it for them. I'm Drew Duraney, and I'm your host. Hey, Tracy. How are you? Good morning, Drew. I'm Good so morning. happy to so happy to have you on. I'm so and, happy to be here. Thank you. And, and you know, I love it. I love that this this podcast from Caving Into Crushing it. There's been a lot of iterations, and and you know, I've been thankful that we've recorded uh, 24 uh, episodes, um, and you're 25. And uh, and you know, I've been doing a lot of research on mindset um, and 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 self awareness, and in, in my work, you know, my self reflection on myself. And I like to really get to the heart of people's mindset when we when we have our our discussion on this. So, so you know, with you, you have some amazing stories professionally and personally of what you've gone through and where you've gotten in life. Tell me where your mindset is right now in your life, and then we can kind of backtrack where it was and how it developed over time. That is a great question. I I'm I'm very blessed. That's how I feel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> very, very blessed. I have a wonderful career now, and it's taken me a long time to get here. I actually just this week received two people unsolicited, completely unsolicited, reach out to me and ask me if I would come to work for them. Wow. So I know I, I'm a very, I'm very, very lucky to be in, in the place that I'm in. I knock on what have not had to apply for a job since 2009. Wonderful. Wonderful. Oh, Always a good celebration. It's, yeah. it's a wonderful thing. And um, personal life is going extremely well, and everything is wonderful. I'm just really, really blessed. I really am. Well, that's wonderful, and and I'm 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 thrilled to hear that. And I know that life is not linear, so it hasn't been a straight line for you to get to where you are now. Right. If you could bring us back to, um, you know, prior to when your first defining moment hit, whether it's personal, or professional, where you were at. Uh, on your mindset emotionally uh, and how you felt about yourself when all that was starting? Yes, before this hump in my career uh, change, I was in HR for 22 years and I was very confident, knew what I was doing every single day. I didn't have to worry about, do I know what I'm doing? Am I, am, am I an imposter in this role? I never had that thought ever. I was very confident certified and everything in that role and and I was really had lots of confidence and then you know everything changed when I changed careers and I was lost for a while there but before that period of lost uh, lost feeling I was very confident just enjoying my career and doing it well and it was a great place to be well, you mentioned about changing careers. Uh, was that something that you had been thinking about or was something that was kind of forced upon you by external circumstances? It was a little bit forced. I moved to Colorado in 2009 and applied for 65 HR positions wow. uh, and not a single phone call, nothing. I finally was interviewed by a PEO, which is an HR outsourcing firm. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, we can, we can teach you how to do this. And I thought, well, it's all HR. How different mm -hmm. can it be? Mm -hmm. Of course I can do this. No worries. And they were right. It was a big learning curve for me to mm -hmm. uh, work for them. But I was able to continue my HR career. I was the HR generalist for all the clients. 
But then I was doing other things too, like processing payroll for clients, you know, um, just assisting wherever I could. I could. It's a small company. So in small companies, you wear many hats. But I did learn a lot and it was a great experience for me. So that was the transition into what was next. How was the how was the confidence when you started doing different different things? And were you comfortable if the confidence did wane a little and you had to ramp it up? My, I, I, I describe it as my feet didn't hit the ground for a year. Okay. <laughs> I was going so fast and learning so much. And I really did think it was going to going to be the same that of what I'd already been doing. And it was similar, but instead of a de- each department that I was being HR for, it's now a separate company. And each company has its own thoughts about HR, its own rules about pay time off and paychecks and everything. Mm-hmm. And it just took me a while to realize that, okay, we can't, it's not just the same everywhere. You can't just answer a question because I know the handbook backwards and forwards. I wrote it, you know, so right. um, it's not, it's not the same when it, every call is a different separate company with their own rules and their own thoughts about, well, we don't, we don't want to have a handbook or we don't want to have that kind of a rule here or whatever. We want to have unlimited PTO. Okay. <laughs> so, Yeah. Uh, so that was, it was fun. It was, it was a good learning experience, like I said. Um, and the really good, nice part is after about three and a half years of being in that role, I was, my manager gave me a performance appraisal and said I had mastered everything they had given me. And I was wearing four hats at the time when they first hired me, um, official four hats. And then they added a fourth hat to me at that, at that performance appraisal for the last year that I was there, I was there for a total of four and a half years. Okay. And that was inside sales. And that's how the sales piece came in. And then I started getting on the radar of other PEOs, recruiters. So my phone started ringing and wanting me to apply for outside sales roles. And I kept saying, you have the wrong girl. I am not an outside salesperson. I'm I'm an HR person. I've been in HR my whole career. But they didn't let up on me. And so one one in particular, and I, I know her personally, her and I had just done the race for the cure together okay. in October. And when she started calling me in October of 2023, she, she had a friend who owned a PEO and kept saying, she wants to talk to you about an outside sales role. I kept saying, no, <laughs> you've got, you got the wrong Tracy. I don't know who you, who you think you're calling, but it's not me. But after four months of her calling me and saying, no, she really wants to talk to you. And she's amazing. I'd love for you just to meet her and just see, you know, if it might be a good fit. So I finally did agree to meet with her and she is amazing. I still work for her today. So that same lady and she's she's incredible. So, again, I'm very blessed to work with her again. But um, it was it was that was the huge like, what 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 did I just do? <laughs> Why did I do that? So it was the it was the additional uh, uh, responsibility put onto you at the previous company that put you out of your comfort zone that opened up possibilities for other things that you hadn't even thought about. Yes. I had no idea how fun sales would be. Wow. I didn't know I was a salesperson, but in the inside sales role, they would hand me a lead either from a client or from a referral partner or from our sister company who's a CPA firm. So they would hand me leads and say, go, go, call them, schedule an appointment to go tell them what we do. Okay, I can do that. And then if I, then I was also the new client implementation person. So if I sold it, then I would implement it. So, and then I'd get a little extra money in my paycheck. So it was really mm-hmm. wonderful. I had, I had a great time and I was still doing all my other things too. So it wasn't just that. 
but that you're right. That's that got me on uh, onto a path that I didn't know was even something I would be interested in doing. So you you had a skill in you you weren't you weren't aware of with in order for you to be so successful in the sales piece. What what internal skill did you realize you had that came out that you didn't realize you had that came out and made you, helped you be so successful in sales? It is. Um, people. I think I really honestly love getting to know people, finding what makes them tick. What do they need? What can I help? What, who do I know that they need to know? Things like that. And um, how to solve problems for them, ask the right questions and, and solve problems for them. And I did that just naturally. I'd never been to any sales trainings or anything. So um it just, in fact, when Sandra interviewed me, she said, um, I said, well, I need sales training. <laughs> I don't think I can do this without any training. Mm -hmm. And she said, no, I don't want you to have any training. It'll ruin you. I want you just to be your natural self, go out there and talk to people, do what you're already doing. The only difference was, is I had to start networking and finding my own leads. They didn't give right. me any leads. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, I think there's a misnomer when, and I and I had the same visceral reaction when I hear the word sales. I think it's there's there's a picture that's been painted about sales, painted by the people who shouldn't have been who didn't who shouldn't have had that paintbrush, because um, <laughs> sales really is about building relationships, and you transition into that peace point of the relationship where there's mutual trust, respect, and then you can get into do you want to do business together. Um, yeah. yeah, I've had that quote unquote sales training that she mentioned that did ruin me ruin because oh yeah, it is about a human to human interaction and, Absolutely. um, yeah. So, so bring me, uh, you're in, you, growing up, did <laughs> you have the confidence? I mean, prior to getting into human resources, what, what did you, how, how was your mindset? there about yourself, uh, your self-identity and, 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 and what helped you get that confidence? Uh, that's a great question. I did not have that confidence in any part of my life at all before HR. Interesting. I, I, I was very shy. I never thought I could, I didn't know what I could do. <laughs> what could mm -hmm. I do that would be worthy of, of other people? And it never occurred to me until I found that, that first role in HR. So I, I don't, I don't know. I was, I was very shy. Didn't like myself very much. You know, I was not, not very kind to myself, you know, just because I didn't think I, could, I was worthy of anything. Mm. So, so when you had feelings like that, did you have somebody to bounce that off of a mentor, a role model you could turn to, to try to realize that these self-limiting beliefs were illusions and they were you putting those into your brain? My grandmother was my biggest fan. Yeah. She was, a really huge fan of mine. Oh. And I was very blessed to have her in my life. I, I didn't realize until later in life that my mom was also my biggest fan. Okay. I look back now and there were two other kids, but I was, I was always number one, oh. always, no matter what she loved me more than anyone else in the world. And I was, and I was the oldest. So, and so I would always say, my the little ones, you know, well, they get away with murder. Mm. I had to follow all the rules when I was growing <laughs> up. Why do they get away with everything? And I didn't see that she really, you know, loved me more than ever mm. than anyone else. 
until later looking back now and my sister and I compare notes and she was like, well, you got to, you're, you're the one that she loved more than everyone. I was like, what? What are you talking about? Well, your sister, so your sister recognized that. <laughs> she saw it. I didn't see it. And I just thought, well, this isn't fair. You know, it's not fair. But um, she did. And so I had, I've had, and my aunt is, uh, my mm. mom's gone. And so is my grandmother now, but my aunt, her, my mom's sister yeah. is still around. And she now has ta taken over both of those roles Wow, and loves me more than ever too. So it's wonderful to have her in my life and have that uh, continued support. And she just continues to remind me what an amazing person I am. And I love hearing that. So it's really good. That's great. And how, and tell how I've always been that person and that I didn't see. Has that helped you in, in your relationships now, whether it's a personal or professional relationships that knowing that you were that loved and has it, has it affected how you treat others? Absolutely. It absolutely does. Because I, I, I'm so, I like, I, I keep saying I'm blessed because I really, really do feel like I am, especially the wonderful relationship that I'm in right now. And he's just incredible in my mm -hmm. life and I'm so happy. And honor to have him in my life and and re remind myself every day that he needs to be reminded of that so he never forgets that that's wonderful and you know, you know it's interesting a lot of times that we we base our internal happiness on external circumstances and that's really not the healthiest way to go about life and and a lot of us realize that later on in life and it's mm -hmm. it is a blessing to learn that earlier that we who we are inside determines our happiness and and our thoughts about ourselves do impact the brain and and, and so so when you finally realized how much you were loved by your mom how how did you really how are you able to internalize that and heal from within in order to embrace that hr position that really gave you that confidence also professionally and well, that even came, the realization of my mom uh, came in even later than HR. So just starting to be in, in human resources and realizing that that people do care what I say, and mm. I am smart, and I, I can help people, and I can help their careers, and I can help them be successful at their jobs. I, I developed a philosophy of, uh, if, you're, if you're having a problem at this company, I don't want to learn about it for the first time in your exit interview. <laughs> you know, Good I point. want to know about it now so I can help you mm -hmm. maybe change your position. This is a large company that we work in. Maybe we could change your position or change your manager or something that is going to make your life easier and happy. And that, so you don't have to leave. And so that's been my philosophy to really help people. And um, the more I learn about le realize, maybe not learn realize about how much my mom loved me and, and can see that now so mm -hmm. clearly, which I didn't always see. Right, right. That it just helps my confidence in every direction of my life. It really does. I'm just really, really and I know that not everyone has that. And that's, it really makes my heart break for them. Yeah. But I'm so happy that I did. And she's amazing. And so she was a great mom. That's wonderful. That's well, I love how you can, you can take that now and you're helping people you don't know that well that you're getting to know in the HR, but to, 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 for you to have that philosophy to look at the whole person, not just the employee who's helping build a company, um, you're, you're able to, because um, again, there's, there's sometimes there's a stereotype with human resources that it, it, it isn't caring and emotional, and you, you, you see the whole person when you're s talking to an employee. How, 
how has that benefited you and how do you feel that's benefited the employees when they may have a conversation with you that they've never had with somebody from HR before? It, it has impacted them a lot. I realized that too when I, when I moved from uh, Texas to Colorado in 2009, the company I was with, they did a big party for me and they notified all of the departments that I was over at my, my HR role and asked if anyone had any thoughts about my relationship with them. And they sent emails, they sent cards, and the, the my manager at the time put together a binder oh. of all of that. So I still have that. Ah. It's just amazing the stories they would tell about the things that I, I would, it was a bank, so I would go to the branches yeah. occasionally. And before I started going to the branches, no one ever went to the branches unless someone was about to be fired. That was the only time oh. HR ever showed up. See, yeah, yeah. a bad reputation, Absolutely. like you said. So I would come in and they would be like, oh, gosh, who's getting it today? And they realize that no one's getting it today. I'm just here to say hello and see if anyone needs to talk to me. And um, I might, you know, bring in snacks or cookies or a lunch or something with me. Mm -hmm. And just I'm just here to appreciate you guys. And I'm here if you need any if you have any questions or if you need me. And they started realizing I can we can really actually talk to her and feel comfortable in doing that and not feel like we're going to get in trouble you know, and share concerns that they have. Mm -hmm. And they did, which I love that. That's what I wanted. That wanted that open line of communication with them. Well, see that that's, that's huge because where the rubber hits the road is not the initial trust to start to talk to somebody in HR. It's after you talk with them, emotionally vulnerable and you, what happens after that? Mm -hmm. And when nothing, the shoe, the ex, other shoe does not drop and nothing <laughs> bad happens. That's when you're like, wow. This is real. And, and I, I commend you for doing that because, you know, there, there aren't many in your field that do that. And hopefully people in the audience, uh, people who are in HR, if they don't do it that way, this is a great way to, to really um, change the, what the stereotypical thought might be of, of human resources. Because I remember when it used to be called personnel. Right. I do too. Know? And that, 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 that is more that tight, that, label is more aligned with your philosophy than, you know, human resource. Whoever thought of human resources, that term, <laughs> ah, <laughs> not a fan. Well, yeah. Well, now in sales, I can, I use that term to describe how other people do it and, mm -hmm. you know, outsourcing HR. Right. They, I call it robot resources because that's, they want you to fill out a ticket or something yeah. before they can, before they can get help on yes. a question that the client uh -huh. might have. Right, right, And right. that's not how our system is at all. You have a you have your direct person's phone number, email yeah. address, you mm -hmm. reach out to them in, directly. And so I said it is human resources, it's not robot resources at right. GNA. So at my company it's it's different. So I love that. That's great. So you're you're doing a lot of the sales now. You still do human resource stuff where you are? No, I've 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 left being a practitioner this wow. month. Believe it or not, I've been an outside sales for PEO now nine years. And now you've got month. nine years <laughs> under you your belt. It? So what? Tell me the the skills you learned with HR, looking at the whole person and and understanding body, mind, soul, and really addressing that. How have you taken that approach into your sales approach? Because I'm sure that would work if you were able to transition that over. Yes. So my philosophy is still the same, but now it's with my clients. So if they, if they, I tell them that, I tell them what I just said about 
don't, I don't want to hear about it in the exit interview for the very first time. Right. I don't want to hear a problem from a client as they're leaving to go mm -hmm. to another provider. Right. So I always ask them, please copy me on emails or send me an email or call me anytime you need me. If you can't reach your person or you mm -hmm. don't know who to call, I had a client just reach out to me this week and with by email and said they had uh, they had an injury on the job and they had just started with us in January and that had not come up yet. So they weren't exactly sure who to reach out to. Oh, wow. OK. So I, I, I responded to her and I told her I, I'm on it. I'm, I'm forwarding this to HR and to our, your client advocate, which is kind of the quarterback of the team. And so they're they're all over it. So thank you for letting me know. And I've, I've got you. And so I told I sent that on and they they took care of it immediately. They, they got with her and helped her with the first report of injury and everything. So that's great. So what is GN? Tell me about GNA and what what the company as a whole does and how your role fits in. So we're um, we support our clients with human resources, compliance, payroll, employee benefits, workers comp, a whole package of things. Mm -hmm. Plus, we also can just do payroll. We can break that package apart when it doesn't make sense for them, which I love that too. I've only had the whole package to offer since I've been in sales right. and outside sales. And now I have these different levels of service, which is wonderful. We're a, a company that is based on Christian morals, which is wonderful. I just right. love that. Right, right. Our president is um, <clears throat> a fabulous man, and he's the founder. Um, he's the A in the GNA. Okay. <laughs> so, uh -huh. And he's he's a wonderful man and really listens to the employees, listens to the clients. So we do have amazing, happy employees. And we also have happy clients, which is fabulous. Makes my world so much easier because when I've been in previous companies, clients were unhappy. Nobody cared. Mm. And that's a re reflection on me, I think, you know, in, in, the, in my community, I, I can't, I, I lose lose credibility when I'm right. selling a, a product that's that's poor. Right. So and I, I didn't want that. I wanted better for my future clients. So that's why I came to GNA. Wow. So you know, I, I've been accustomed to, uh, you know, I was in healthcare and all those hospitals had their own HR and all that. And there, there really wasn't much out. There was none that I could remember back then the outsourcing of, of HR and benefits and all that with hospitals. Uh, tell me about the industry. Has there been uh, other industries? Has there been a, a shift to more outsourcing? I mean, I know it helps with overhead. And ha just tell me about that world and and how it's uh, evolved over the years. Yes, it was founded in the seventies, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and um, uh, as my, the the story I heard was a doctor had uh, created this. He had a large practice in Florida. And he went to the Security Exchange Commission, SEC, and said, I want to put my, the fellow doctors in the community that have small practices, mm -hmm. nurse, one assistant, whatever, on my payroll and on my benefits and on my workers' comp, but keep them as a separate company because they can't even afford to offer benefits. Exactly. The workers' comp rates are so high. Right. Right. And they can't even find people to work for them. Well, people are knocking his door down to get in there, you know, because it's right. a larger practice, great benefits, great workers' comp rates. So he said, how about if I put them all on my payroll, give them access to my benefits and workers' comp, but then keep them as a separate company? And that's how the whole PEO uh, was created. That's a story I heard, and I love that story because that's I really a, do see that's how a company can be in a partnership with a PEO, but also remain as their own, they're, they're their own company still. They're not, right. some people think that we're taking over and becoming the employer. We are, we are not, we are co-employer to the employees. Mm -hmm. 
but it's really grown in popularity over those last 40, 50, 60 years, um, 40 years and um, more and more companies. It's, it's a continued growth. Uh, One study I saw Napio is a national association of PEOs. They do a study every year and it was a consistent 8% growth every year, even though, there's not that many more companies coming up. It's just more companies are seeing the value of the PEO, especially for small and medium sized businesses. It's just a really great fit for them. Like you said, reducing their costs and their overhead and their uh, administrative burden. So it's really good. What's the acronym PEO? Uh, Professional employer organization. Got it. Got it. Okay. Wonderful. Wow. Learn something new every day. That's (laughs) wonderful. So I have a couple Final questions before we uh, close out. You are sitting down with young seven to 10 year old Tracy and you want to give her advice about life. What are you going to tell her? That poor little seven year old Tracy thought she was so ugly, (laughs) so unworthy, which I don't know where she got that from, but she did. And I would love to tell her that she's beautiful. And she's wonderful and she's smart and she's going to accomplish wonderful things in her life. Beautiful. I love that. Love that. All right. So switching hats, you are now sitting down with Tracy, the young professional businesswoman, entrepreneur, whatever business role she's going to play. What kind of business advice are you sitting down with young Tracy? Um, uh, young Tracy needs to know that there are other possibilities that it's not one path and you're done, that be open to other options and continue learning. I I am learning more every single day. I'm just yeah. like you, we learn something yep. new every day. Yep. And uh, continue learning, always be open to other options and thoughts and people, paths. I love that, I love that. Well, the audience and I certainly have, have gotten to uh, know the essence of Tracy Card. Um, people are going to want to get in touch with you. Can you let us know how to do so? What's the best way? Absolutely. I have an email address, tcard at gnapartners.com. And my phone number is 303-842-2378. Wonderful. Reach, and, reach out to me anytime. And and your company can do business nationwide, globally? How does it work? Yes. Nationwide. Nationwide. We have, we have a partner that does the global piece. So anything mm-hmm. outside the U.S., we have a partner that makes that really seamless. So okay. reach out to me for anything, and I'm here for you. Great to know. Tracy, thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate that you are in my life. Um, there's a reason why people meet other people, and, yeah. and uh, I'm very grateful. So thank you very much. I appreciate you too, Drew. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Take care, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and give us a review to help others find it. If you find yourself immersed in adversity and would like to find support from other men in times of struggle, please become a member of my Men Supporting Men Collaboration Tribe by emailing me at drew at profitcompassion.com, expressing your interest, and I'll get in touch with you. Speak to you soon.